want to welcome you to the Alan Smith Life Group Sunday School class at Liberty Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us. Today we're going to be studying in Romans chapter 11. If you will, I'd like you to get your Bibles, get ready. Um, this week we're still home uh, trying to get everything situated where we can get that the governor has just released part of the state to go back and we're thankful for that. But we've also got some concerns out there with all of our life group and making sure that all of them are safe. Please make sure that you get in touch with each other and contact Kathy and I if you have any issues or any problems. I uh, want you to know, first of all, that we love you and that we're doing all we can to stay in touch. Please do the same. Let us know if there's any issues you need or anything that you need that you uh, that we could address and take care of. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful day. And we're thankful that God has already taken care of everything we need. And as we get into this week's lesson, which is titled Mercy, we're going to figure out um, just how great God's mercy is and his grace. Last week we studied saved and we talked about how we were saved in Romans, in latter part of 9 and 10. And this week we're going to be in chapter 11 and it's God's mercy. And we're going to talk about God's mercy toward us Gentiles and toward the nation of Israel. And we've got a lot to go over, so we'll get started in just a few minutes. But let's first open with prayer. Dear Lord in heaven, we thank you for this day. And Lord, we thank you for the blessings you do give us. Lord, we thank you for the doctors and the, Lord, the medics, Lord, each nurse, Lord, that has worked tirelessly, endlessly, Lord, to help fight this COVID virus. Lord, we just thank you that you've given them the ability, to, Lord, to have medical skills. Lord, we thank you for the truck drivers that's been delivering our food and our groceries and the grocery workers, Lord, that are stocking the shelves and everything that needs to be done for us. Lord, we never should forget, Lord, where we came from. And Lord, we thank you that we are, we are sinners saved by grace, and Lord, that's your grace and your mercy that you've bestowed upon us. And Lord, as we go through this week's lesson, help us to, Lord, to remember what you've done in our life. Lord, that we could use that and show that and talk to people about it, because Lord, we know that our time on this earth is limited. But Lord, we also know that you are in charge of the earth before it was ever formed. And Lord, we know that you know all things, and Lord, that's why you're God. And we thank you that we're not, because Lord, we couldn't even, we can't even control our own life. But Lord, you can. And Lord, let us just lay in the comfort of your strong right hand as we study this word. And Lord, help us to show ourselves approved, Lord, of what this word means to us and what mercy and grace you've already given us. And Lord, how that affects our life daily. So, Lord, use us today to glorify your kingdom. And, Lord, use each one of our Sunday school classes members, Lord, to glorify you with everything about themselves, Lord, that they would reflect the glory of Jesus Christ and the faithfulness, Lord, that you've shown to us. So, Lord, use us today. Glorify yourself through this message. Help us, Lord, to stay in contact with all the ones, Lord, that are more needy than us. And, Lord, let us never forget where we came from. Thank you for loving us when we weren't even lovable. Thank you for loving us when we're sinners. Again, use us today. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So if you will, I'd like for you to turn to Romans. And we're going to start. Our, our study lesson doesn't actually start till chapter 11, verse 17. But there's so much background in this. I, I want to go over it. I'm not going to read till we get up to uh, 
verse 17, but I want to do a little paraphrase for you so that you understand. You see, this week's lesson, we'll discuss how God extends his mercy to all people. We'll also talk about how God can be trusted to keep his promise and his promises to, na- to the nation of Israel. What we do know is salvation through faith in Jesus is available to everyone. All people can be included, but we first must come to Jesus by faith in his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. We must not be misled or trust in our own works or goodness because works will not get you into heaven. The good news is God includes all who come to him in faith. And this week's lesson is about God's mercy to us, the Gentiles, and how God can be trusted to keep his promises to the nation of Israel. God is not done with us, and he's not done with Israel either. Chapter 11, verses 1 through 6, Paul asks the question about Israel being totally rejected and uses Bible account in 1 Kings 19, 10 through 18, where Elijah was convinced that he alone was left among God's prophets. God informed Elijah that he had preserved 7,000 prophets who had not bowed in need of Baal. Elijah was far from alone. And what we get from these verses is God knows far more than we do. And God is always working to complete his plan. God had preserved a remnant chosen by grace, not of works. God did not choose his remnant because of good works, spiritual worthiness, or along racial lines, but purely because of his grace. Verses 7 through 10 tells us that in spite of Israel's religious zeal, the Jews had failed to obtain God's righteousness because they were looking for righteousness in the law. God had blinded them because of the hardness of their hearts. And that happens to us. Sometimes we don't see the forest for the trees. And sometimes we can read our lesson, we can read God's word, and it just is not revealed to us. It's not our time at that point. But when God's ready to reveal it to us, it makes all the sense in the world. Verses 11 through 16 tells us that even though Israel has spiritual blindness and their hearts were hardened, the apostasy is not irreversible. Israel's rejection of Jesus Christ allowed us, the Gentiles, to be offered salvation, to draw the nation back, the nation of Israel back to him. The Jews' failure to acknowledge Jesus of Nazareth as their Messiah and to be God's witness, to be God's witness nation, resulted in the Gentile church being given that privilege. Think about that. We've been given a privilege to share God's news, the good news. It's by God's grace that we're allowed into the family of God. And God wants to provoke Israel into jealousy by accepting his son, Jesus Christ, by allowing us to be accepted in the body of Christ. Because we're not worthy, but he, Jesus Christ, is worthy. And because of that, and and that alone, we are considered worthy. So today's lesson starts in chapter 11, verses 17 through 21. So I'd like to read that. And then let's do what we always do at Sunday school. Let's take those verses apart. We're in chapter 11, verses 17. I'm going to start in verse 16. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, 
and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. That's, I got to go through 21. Hold on. You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, well said. Because of the unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. 17 through 21. The olive tree was an important crop. And in Austin, they would live for hundreds of years. And because of this, the symbol of the olive tree was used on coins and other religious and economical items in Israel. Once the olive tree was lost, some of its vigor and excuse me, once an olive tree lost some of its vigor, one solution was to cut off the unproductive branches and graft in some wild olive shoots. Not all the branches are cut off, only the unproductive ones. Israel, as God's chosen people, failed to produce fruit when they refused to come to Jesus in humble faith. Therefore, like an old olive tree, Jewish branches were broken off while wild branches representing the Gentiles, were grafted in their place. But Paul warns us, Gentiles, he warns us Gentiles against boasting because the danger existed that we would begin to think God's actions somehow grew out of our own worth. We must never, never think that we're superior. But we must realize God reached out to us in undeserved favor. Both believing Jews and Gentiles share in the rich spiritual nourishment of the root. This nourishment sustains us, not the other way around. Because salvation comes through faith alone, any arrogance or false pride toward those who have not believed is unwarranted. Salvation should never be taken for granted. It is wholly dependent upon God and His grace. There is no room for complacency in the Christian faith. Verses 22 through 24 says this. Therefore consider the goodness and severity of, of God on those who fail, severity, but towards you, goodness. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you will also be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue un, in unbelief, they will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and you were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these who are natural branches be grafted in their own olive tree? Paul teaches us both the kindness and severity of God. Both kindness and severity must be kept in balance because both are part of God's character. God's kindness was evident in the inclusion of the Gentiles. His severity was seen in his judgment on those Jews who refused to believe. People who reject him in unbelief represented by the branches that are cut off can only look forward to his wrathful judgment. But on the other hand, believers who continually respond in faith will see the goodness of the Lord as their portion. Believers must be ever thankful for salvation and never presume on God's grace. Paul reminds the Jews that God's kindness was meant to lead them to repentance. God's kindness with salvation began with a, sing, with a single moment 
when you responded in faith to Christ. People who truly believe continually walk in a relationship with God and will not be cut off. Furthermore, in the miracle of grace, Jews can be grafted in again by believing and continuing to believe. We never, we need to, re, excuse me, we need to rejoice in our salvation and realize that God's mercy remains open to anyone who will repent and believe. Verses 25 through 32 says this. For if I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of, the, of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved, as it is written. The Deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them, when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts of the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you once were disobedient to God, yet you have now obtained mercy through their disobedience. Even so, these have also now been disobedient, that through the mercy shown, you may also obtain mercy. For God has committed them all to disobedience, that he might have mercy on all. These verses, Paul talks about the remnant of Israel who will be saved. Israel has experienced a hardening of their hearts until the time of the Gentiles is completed. God's not done with Israel. A day is coming when the glorious awakening will sweep Israel, resulting in multitudes of Jews coming to faith. Two things seem clear. One is the reference to Israel as a whole, in other words, all Israel. All Israel does not necessarily refer to every individual Jew. Second, however, God works out the inclusion of Israel. Salvation will always be through the be through the faith in Christ's completed work on the cross. Paul taught us in chapter 3 that faith in Christ was the way for salvation for both Jew and Gentile. God is using the current hardening of the Jews as an opportunity for evangelism of the Gentiles. And as a Gentile, I have to say amen. Now is our time to be telling everyone about God's mercy and God's grace in our own lives. We must be about telling of God's grace before it's too late. The door will close. Our opportunities will not always be available. We must act now because no one wants to go to hell. But if we don't tell them, then they cannot believe. Thank God for the man that spoke to me about the amazing things God has done and will do in my life. I'll always be thankful for him. His work is done on the earth. But mine and yours is still here to do. Now's the time to act and evangelize the lost before God shuts the door to outsiders for salvation. We were outsiders, but now we're children. Wow, what an amazing, merciful God we serve. When that door closes for the Gentiles, the restoration of the Jews will start again. But this will not take long for the Jews to realize about Jesus Christ. God is working in all things to bring about his eternal purposes. He is bestowing mercy upon the Gentiles, and he will show mercy to Israel. 
the gospel continues to be offered to people of every tribe and every nation. And God extends grace to all people who place their faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What a savior we serve. Verses 33 through 36 will complete our lesson, but I want you to hear them. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Or who, who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him? For of him and through him and to him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. Our job here on this earth is not done. So what Paul's saying right here with those 33 through 36 is this. God is the source. God is the sustainer. And the rightful end of everything that exists. It was made to glorify him. It's by God, through God, and for God that glory is here with us. Praise be to God for his mercy. As we close today's lesson, I want you to think about the gift you've been given. I want to think about the I want you to think about the things that you've been entitled to have because of the disobedience and the unrighteousness of the Jews. But I also want you to think about your timing needs to be about proclaiming that goodness to everybody you meet. We have a job to do. As Gentiles, we've been grafted into that olive tree. We've been grafted into the family of God. We are children of the Most High God. And if that don't make you set, set you on fire to tell people about what he's done in you, you need to check where you're at. You need to realize that God's not working right now in your life. Please reach out to me, call me, or you can text me back on at this episode. At, and again, this episode's named Mercy. But I want you to know that God's working in your life. Please, just because we're homebound, just because the COVID virus has us right now, there are ways being opened for us to talk and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today is the day. And I can tell you that if the people look back right now, or the people look at the door that, that the ark had, we realize that the Bible says that when the time came, God closed the door. Realize that door for Gentiles will one day be closed. If we keep our mouth closed and we don't tell others about the goodness God's done in our life, we're going to be held responsible for that. Just know that God is extending an invitation to you right now to come to the knowledge of his son, Jesus Christ. There's only one way into heaven. It's not through your birthright. It's not through what you've done, but it's by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross. Please know that. Please talk about that and share what God's done in your life. We love you and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.